previously on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast. If you like historical podcasting, it does not get any better than who we have on deck for you tonight. We have Dan Carlin. Oh, yeah. I like to look at it as sort of an inspirational story for other people because, boy, there were so many times along the way where I was just going, what am I doing? You know, I mean... It, it, it's I mean, it's a bit of a miracle <laughs> from from my point no. of view. The, the answer to the question, though, is um, when you get out of uh, college and, and sometimes you have a degree that obviously leads you in a certain direction, right? You get a law degree, you start trying to become a lawyer. The history degree is a lot more sort of amorphous. I mean, what do you what do you naturally run into? Right. And I ended up in the news business. And the funny part about the news business was after a while, you find out that a lot of the reporters that you really admire the ones that they trust with those complicated stories with big, you know, back tales involved and everything. Are, are, we're all history majors also. The What's the Scuttlebutt podcast is available on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are found. You can also download the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast as well as all podcasts on the Digital 410 network at d-410.com. Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? It's Tuesday and we're all back here together. Our nice little Tuesday evening family. Closest of the close, the OG5. I want to say welcome. Welcome, everybody. And joining us from Las Vegas, Nevada, as always. Speaking of loyal, it's uh, the one and only Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, doing all right. Getting good grades. We do this every week. And I'm going to listen along. Going on. Although. Mm hmm. I would say that the heat is coming on in Vegas. Uh, it's a dry 90s. heat. Well, I mean, it's cute and all, but it's still the most humid time of the year out here. Um, right around 100 degrees, and it is bringing out all the Cretans and weirdos. Yesterday, I was at a 7-Eleven eating food I wasn't supposed to eat because I uh, eat my feelings right now. And um, there was a homeless guy in there with just... Um, yeah, I can't say tidy whities but he was definitely rocking just his underwear. Saggy baggies? Uh, I think they were actually uh, boxer briefs. But um, Well, you know, it's something about humidity was, that brings out the craziness. That's why Florida has so many or, goddamn or he, nutballs yeah. running around. Uh, today, I was down eating more food that I shouldn't have eaten. And Trop, that's just down the street from work. And the uh, hookers were out on parade big time. Hookers on parade. Uh, waving at you. Hey, as you're hey, getting baby. out of, as you're pulling out of the the the, the, the shitty drive-through, fat white lady walks by and she drops her sunglasses like it's in the fucking 80s and staring at you. Hey, and sugar. all you can think is, move along, skank. And here's the thing, I mean, hookers are bad enough, but hookers in the heat, all I could think is stank ass. What always surprised me is Carrie and I used to watch a lot of cops. Mm -hmm. Stank ass, man. Smell is the first thing that comes to my mind. Back before we had cable when we first started dating, we lived in a small apartment. Mm -hmm. Watched a lot of cops on broadcast television. Man, I miss life, PD. Sometimes you'd have the special episode where they have the Vice Squad episode. Setting up undercover stings. Going to catch us some Johns. Mm -hmm. 
after all, hookers are the empty bags. It's the Johns that got the money to throw around, right? They're the ones you can embarrass. So some, they say. Some may be a pillar of society. Some may be a church guy, or Some could be a small businessman. And the threat of embarrassing them amongst their community makes them cough up that bail money and legal fees awfully quick. So after all, you want to go for the Johns. But what always surprised yeah, me... I, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that's fine. What always surprised me... Maybe I just assumed hookers had self-esteem. <laughs> what always blew my mind, and I, I, I eh, blew. Well, you'll see. What always blew my mind is the inordinate, inordinately, extremely inordinately, incredibly inordinately, inordinate. Okay. Lee means no. lower than inordinate. <laughs> Well, how would you make inordinate fit in this sentence? How extremely cheap the price of a sexual act was? <laughs> how ordinately, inordinately low the price of a blowjob was? You know, silly me, I've never, I've never experienced or visited a woman of the night. I've never even so much been to a Yankee Cranky shop. But when I'm hearing these chick offering up oral sex, I've heard it called that before, but that's, that's cool. <laughs> You never heard it called the Yankee Cranky Shop? No, I've heard it called a soak and poke. I thought the Yankee Cranky Tug. Shop was the universal explanation of what those places are. Are there Yan- uh, maybe that's where maybe in Florida that's where the Yankees get their cranky bankied. But but I just uh, would assume that oral sex would cost more than twenty five dollars, <laughs> even from a hooker. And this was like. Wouldn't know. This, well, once again, I was watching cops. You know, he, 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 well, now is that in like nineteen? Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to say. That's twenty five dollars in twenty twenty two money. Twenty uh, twenty two thousand and and seven money. Yeah. So what, what with inflation, what is that? Thirty eight bucks now. <laughs> I would still assume oh. that oral sex would cost more than thirty eight dollars, but apparently not. I tell you, you these chicks. They, they chicks. They're just. They're just gross. Walking down the street <laughs> in the heat, ass cheeks hanging out, moose knuckles ablazing. He did it again. Caused trouble. Hurt someone's feelings. Right. Yet he didn't want What's to up, Chris it. Quentin? What's up, yes, troublesome people are This often is preemptive on my part. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. I better double down on this one. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. <laughs> Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. Now, look, when it comes to the world of sexual proclivities and proclivations, would it be proclivations? Yeah, maybe stay away from the three syllable words this evening. <laughs> I'm tired. I came home, mowed the grass, took a nap, got up, did 15 minutes on a mixed fitness bike, took my second shower, went to the grocery store, got beverages for everyone, came home and started this show. So I'm a little tired after working all day. Um, whatever. Is it three shower weather in Florida yet? Well, these are quick. These are like just rinse the funk off. I'm not even well, using yeah. soap. I'm just getting in there and wiping the sweat off from taking a shower, from mowing the grass. But airing it out, so to speak. Um, whatever your sexual proclivities may be, I could care less. If you want to identify as something else, that's cool. But I couldn't help but laugh, and this may make me an asshole. <laughs> Remember when we grew up working in fast food restaurants, or restaurants in general, or any places that dealt with a lot of trash? Aye. Who would be chosen to take the heavy trash cans out to the dumpsters? The young scrapping boy. 
and in a pinch, maybe the more strapping girl. <laughs> but um, sometimes it was a team effort. Yes, you know when you got industrial sized trash cans, you can't have like a eighty three pound chick trying to pick <laughs> up a ninety five. Swab the junk and pop a top. Pop a top <laughs> to again. So I was driving by a, a restaurant the other morning. Okay. And I couldn't help but notice a very large, broad-shouldered woman, if you will, dragging the trash can out to the dumpster. <laughs> and I said, yep, you can identify with any sex you want, but when you're the biggest one on the team, you're still taking out the trash. <laughs> so let that be a lesson to you folks. <laughs> If you're the biggest guy uh, that you know, maybe you should not work in a restaurant. If you're the largest biological person, but even if you identify as someone who may be the fair sex, when it comes out to the hefty lifting and the shitty work, they're still giving it to the biggest strappingest one on the floor, regardless you of what you identify with. You know how much with. trash I changed when I worked at McDonald's? Wendy's. And Wendy's, you know... And I had this thought tonight, too. I was walking out of Publix, and this poor kid was trying to vacuum the vestibule. That's a fun word to say. A vestibule. And clearly, Publix has that old-timey feel. They like to have old-timey customer service, and you'll remember this. Remember when we worked- Hey, Vera, I need you to go vacuum the vestibule. Yes, but during business hours, Vera couldn't use the power vacuum. She had to use the Bissell. The hokey. The Bissell. I think they called it a, a hokey in restaurants. But the powerless- force driven old school think if you will of how lawnmowers used to be but take that and turn it into a vacuum cleaner form or your wife's new fancy swiffer because she don't want to mop but imagine that in a with two brushes on it kind of imagine pushing around a Roomba with a mop bucket when the battery's <laughs> dead a Roomba on a stick <laughs> with, a, with dead batteries it has <laughs> dead batteries. so during business hours because they wouldn't want to offend the atmosphere this is so it's so quaint and funny to think of this because you walk into a McDonald's now you can't hear shit because they're grinding up ice for their frozen drinks. But back in the day, back in the nineties, when your job was to get the Bissell and clean the dining room, you could had to grab the Bissell. Bissell's a brand name. You couldn't grab the vacuum cleaner because they wouldn't want that loud engine to disturb the ambiance. You know, they want people to eat in peace. And I was reminded of this because I was walking out public and somebody was walking in front of me. To, the guy walked by the kid. Kid turned off the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> he went through the door. He turned it on. Started I came out. He turned off. And in my head, I'm like, oh, they must have a no vacuum policy around the customers. Well, if they had one of them fancy jetpack vacuums that you could barely hear. Yeah, but it just, it just, it, it reminded me of old times in the in the rules at Wendy's. That, yep. but so, uh, I'm, Chris, uh, I'm, I'm getting to this because you kicked down doors because I was the biggest guy. Yeah, that makes you the first target too, right? Yep. And the biggest target, so you're kind of the shield. I can't imagine him them putting him at point. Believe me, I would be that guy too. Don't worry, Chris. <laughs> no, well, he served, and what he's talking. I know about, if yeah. I served, that would be me because I'm but, a fucking monster. Well, so. it's fun. he's a he's flabby. He's but. a little taller than me, and so they holy joke, shit. They joke. That's what I'm saying. They, in the in the reenacting world, there's there's one guy taller than me, and we call him SOS. First one shot because he's the biggest guy in the battlefield, and then be, or just call you it. And and that's why it surprised me that they'd make Chris knock down the doors. Well, not only is he kicking down doors, but I guess he's providing cover for the guy standing behind him. Because not only is he tall as me, but once you put on the flak vest and all the other shit, he's probably the width You're of the human door. Shield. Yeah. Uh, but back what I was getting to, the reason the whole thing with the Wendy's and the Bissell brought up, and you're talking about taking out trash bags at Wendy's. 
if no customers were in there, you were allowed to take in the dolly. You could take the dolly to the trash can and wheel that some bitch out. But if it was full of customers, you had to drag lightly and quietly the big ass trash can through the vestibule. It's twice in one show. Out to the sidewalk, at which point you could use the dolly. You couldn't bring the dolly inside because it was too distracting for the ambiance. But I, you I, didn't take it out the back door? Not the dining room ones. Remember Wendy's? They had the dual flappers right next to the door, so you would actually be... You would, so yeah, most of my time was actually at McDonald's. and The Wendy's, they had them the right back. by the door, so if you were to take them out back, you'd actually be dragging them through more... You would be dragging them through more room inside to get them through the back than you were to just swing them around the corner and out the front actually, door. Actually, we had a basement at that one in Grove City. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew that. Vestibule. Three times in one show. That was uh, now a record for this... But yeah. very podcast. But those jobs suck so bad that you were happy to do the trash run. Like, oh, 20 minutes you know, away it's, from the it's grill. You know, it's interesting. I uh, get off the grill for five, 10 minutes, and you make that trash run take as long as you possibly could. So, thinking of old jobs, uh, before everything went to hell in a handbasket on Friday, I was uh, at a late lunch with one of our clients. At the Yankee we Cranky Shop? He grew up in Chicago, South Side. But we both had the same kind of job when we were in our, our strapping early 20s. Second time you said strapping, won't you? A job that some people say is really good if you're getting ready to go into the service as training. Loading That's trucks. Loading trucks at roadway package systems, which became FedEx Ground. So we shared a lot of very good stories. I think I probably put in a couple of years there, it seems like. Well, between that and UPS, you bounced around between a lot of the... Unloading and loading. I, I worked at RPS. I never unloaded. It was always loading. I always loaded between two and 3,000 boxes an hour between four and six trucks. Now, this is back in the day when there was, was Irish stud. ways and Irish laws. You stood up for the nuts house. Now, have you ever had... I had two supervisors fight over me on who was getting me on their dock. Well, what I was saying is this... Literally is, come to fist of customers. This was back in the day when they didn't... This wasn't fancy Amazon. This isn't modern-day UPS. RPS was an independent operation at best. <laughs> and With that I, damn tilt tray. I worked there for two weeks. Long enough to get my first check and said, fuck this, this ain't worth the heat and the exhaust. My first day there, I got dehydrated. Damn, my brother so, must really like to fucking torture himself. I threw up my first day working there. It was so hot and I fucking dehydrated. And they only let you work four-hour well, shifts because it was so bad. I was smart enough to work the night shift. I didn't have a choice. I had to work day shift and it was so hot. They, they only made you work four or five-hour shifts because those shifts uh. just sucked. But anyhow, what I was getting to is this isn't the modern day where you have these fancy conveyor belts with some sort of package scanner every three and a half feet. They would have this shit come down a chute that barely worked. You couldn't, the flaps didn't work. Half the rollers in the trailer floor were missing. And they gave you a sheet of paper and a giant crayon. So as you're loading the well, truck. Well, it was strapped to your wrist, right? Like a, like a No, um, mine were mine was um, in a plastic envelope hanging off the yep. end of the, the, by the door. They had that, and we also had the one on the wrist, too. Well, that's probably for the long timers, not the short timers. Yeah. Uh, they didn't want to pay for that wristband yet. And so you had to look at the box, check the serial number or zip code, and then check it on the list. And if you're brand new, you don't have the zip codes for that truck memorized. And you had to mm-hmm. do it all while more and more shit piled up in the heat. And it was just, that was just rough sledding. And then it you go home and inevitably wash your crayon in your clothes and leave it in the dryer and fuck everybody else's clothes up in the house. So you know I became a supervisor there at one point in time, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, that's right before I said, fuck it all, I'm going into the trades. No. Um, that was my next step. But, uh, yeah, it's so funny because we'd get there and I'd just start 
jamming out loading these super tight walls and then at the top it's kind of loose in the back and that's where i throw all the loose crap then mm-hmm. put the balls up in front just keep blowing these trucks out it was but you know what i i look back at that with fond memories i remember one guy time i was supervisor and this this guy there was a guy there that he was anti-deodorant because it causes alzheimer's <laughs> no one of the silver guys there's silver in that there um you could smell him three or four dock doors down he was that bad uh, another guy who had a problem with Crohn's disease but I remember man with those 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 trucks would get blown out those belts would get all jammed up mm-hmm. yeah I was a little bit of a screamer and yeller but I was also a screamer and yeller that was right next to them fucking outloading them too yeah it, you know so it's one of those I'm not just gonna scream and yell and move on I'm gonna show you how it's fucking done and uh, you know right wrong or indifferent that was my approach in my 20s. That's what I actually dipped from time to time. I'd get that shit's going to hell. You throw a little art there in the lip, and it wasn't long. It's only. Oh, I thought you meant like dip, month. like dipped out of town. Like, I'm out of here. I'm like, oh, like no. the time you pulled the plates off the no. Omni and left them no, back I'm there. <laughs> Copenhagen. Very, very short run for me, but uh, it would just get me buzzing along and, uh, and, and, and jamming out. What's but, up, Mike? Yep, this would be a perfect segue. Days. I had this on the list of shit for the last two weeks. I, we got so busy, I forgot to bring it up. This takes place in the same general area, but I'm going to um, undimmed names and locations for the safety of those involved, even though... Facebook a, keeps freezing. Well, I can't control Facebook. I know. Just letting you know. Actually, I'm looking at Facebook, and it's fine on mine, so maybe it's your connection. It's spinning. But um, to save the, save the uh, to save face for those involved, I'm going to change the names and locations. But shortly after I graduated high school... Kind of like Fargo. Even though this is well past the, uh, what the hell they call that? Statue of limitations on this. This is mild misdemeanor at best, but anyhow. Still going to change names. This was shortly after I graduated. And by then, all my friends from high school had their habits, drinking, smoking, or whatnot. <laughs> I can't remember where I was. I was out driving around somewhere. And we met one of our friends, or he came to somebody's house. I can't remember the situation. I can just remember being outside, and this person pulling up in his car. Mm-hmm. He said, guys, come here. You won't believe this. I'm like, huh. He's like, apparently I got so fucked up last night that I blacked out. Okay, so what else is new? You're known for this. And no, Gord, it's not who you think it is. Um, he said, no, come here. He popped his trunk, and in his trunk... He had boxes upon boxes of blow pops, lemon heads, apple jacks, laffy taffies, blow pops, uh, ring pops. I'm like, what the fuck did you do? (laughs) Apparently, he got so drunk, he wanted to to relive his glory days. And he headed over to the area where all the youth baseball fields, soccer fields, softball diamonds, and you know some of the nicer neighborhood towns like that, they have structures, permanent structures, with a little room that may ha- may or may not have sliding doors that lock it to close down all out and maybe a service window where someone might buy concessions during a game, <laughs> watching their kids play softball. 
apparently he got so drunk that he broke into said candy shack and cleared out everything and put it in his trunk and forgot about it until the next day when he went to get something out of his trunk and just discovered this This wasn't a, bounty. a guy with an animal nickname, was No, it? that's why I said it's not the person he thought it was. That person didn't. Well, know. no, we had he, like fr- like eight or nine. No, nah, this is a guy my, my, uh, a year lower than me. Um, okay. but he literally stole every goddamn bit of candy. Boxes, plastic barrels, just his entire trunk was nothing but a mobile concession stand from the local uh, soccer and football field. Oh, well, did he at least make himself some money off of his ill-gotten gains? No, because at that point we're all grab. You know, if this was during yeah, high like school, free, free, fucking yeah. At candy. this point, you know, you're not going to nickel and dive your friends for lollipops and this and that. Now it was take a handful, take whatever you want. But I just. I th- I think back to how many of my friends back then were known for doing small misdemeanors, now, and luckily I was never with them. Is this guy a successful businessman now? Um, no. Well, he could be. I haven't heard from him in years. Yeah. But no, I haven't heard from him in years. But uh, I was just thinking, it's so funny how many people I hung out with in those days that were either vandalizing shit or fucking fucking Daryls, all the Daryls we hung out with. The- but I wasn't smart enough that I never. Never joined in. I'll catch up with you guys later. I got, I got better shit to do, like tracking yeah, down women. Yeah, we hung out with a fair amount of degens, you know. Well, you know, uh, that's what happens when you ride a skateboard. Wonder if the candy melted. For, nice fourth grade stash. Oh yeah, it was probably just gross. No, because it was the very, very next day. Now, last week or the week before, Gordon started a segment that we call "Don't You Hear Good." I still get. <laughs> I've still yet to pull um, a title for, but um, this week's song, I'm going to play the acoustic version. It's written by song by somebody completely different. Uh, just to throw us off a little, huh? Well, just because it's more palatable version Life of the song. Is a mystery, if one must you heard the new scuttlebutt behind this? So the word on TikTok is the true meaning about this song. It's about performing oral sex. I can hear it. I can feel your power. Definitely concerned it came from Madonna. I, I could definitely see no it. Choice. I hear your voice. Feels like definitely the feel your power. I close my eyes. Oh God, I think I'm falling out of the sky. I close my eyes. Heaven help me when you call my name. It's like a I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there in the midnight hour. I can feel your power just like a I think it's a nice way of saying he came to a finish. <laughs> yeah. I can feel your power. Back of the head. But yeah. That's I mean, if she went something like <laughs> in the middle of that song, it would have been great. <laughs> you know, there I was. 
I, I ran the search for that while it was muted. I typed in acoustic, and I was hoping, but it wasn't. Back to the Columbus days we're just talking about. CD 101 used to play a version. CD 101, the one and only one. They used to play a version that some dude recorded in studio on acoustic, and it was fucking fantastic, but I've never been able to find it. was a CD 101 exclusive, and I was never Come it, to find out, he uh, lived in either the short north or German, German village. Vill- Gerbil village. Oh, he did it again. Do, that do, was back do, in the do, day. Do. Well, I'm it's sure it ridiculous. hasn't changed. Well, it's probably quite a nice area of town now. Well, it was nice I then. don't know. I haven't been there in fucking... Jesus oh. Christ, 2014? Yeah, I haven't been there long enough. I haven't been to... I, I was supposed to go there this year, but you know everything got expensive. I was there when Katie graduated. That was pretty much the last time I went. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Men don't voice their feelings because half the time they end up upsetting their woman when they do. And then they have to console her about how his feelings made her feel. No and this truer has been words. The What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Has ever been spoken by after, a female to other females. After all, some people are not looking for solutions. They're just looking for something to complain about. Yeah, but then they ask you this area of your feelings, and all of a sudden you're on the defense of trying to console them. It's been so, a, such a long time, and since that one was so short, we're going to do a double header on the TikTok lesson of the week. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Right now, America is being trolled by an 18-year-old psychopath, and he has a front row seat to the entire show. Everything this guy did was designed to get media attention and drive the biggest divide possible by placating to every talking point the anti-gun far left has. He packaged together an online mass shooting starter kit, gave it to the media and said, make me famous and make some more mass shooters. And the media said, okay. And of course, right on cue, here comes the anti-gun lobby and their anti-gun politician patsies exploiting this shooting to push more gun control. Here's the irony. The shooter said he chose to carry it out in New York due to its strict open carry gun laws, which would make it harder for someone to stop him. This isn't rocket science. Shooters like these are cowards looking for easy targets. That's why he didn't run down the block trying to shoot street dudes in that area. Because street dudes were shot back. Yep, they wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah, I think that it is absolutely true. That's one of the first thing I thought is as I see every one of these mass shootings get blown up on the media, and then you always notice there's one that follows right after, one Ooh. that follows right after, one that follows right after. Who was the Asian kid? Remember the Asian kid a couple years back, maybe ten years ago? I know some Chinese shot dude the, just from here just shot up a uh, a Taiwanese church. In there was LA, an so. Asian kid who shot up a college a couple years back. Okay. And you and you can all probably remember the mug shop, but you don't remember the Asian kid's name. The reason you don't remember the Asian kid's name is there was like a brief moment in history, like super brief, like fucking so brief that we don't even remember it, where the whole nation had gotten so tired of these mass shootings that the media for three and a half seconds stopped and they all agreed, hey, you know what? We're tired of making these fuckers household names. There's a school of thought that maybe these kids are doing us to become, you know, fucking horrible famous. Mm-hmm. And for this one kid. That's Virginia Tech, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so bad. There's his mugshot. You know what I typed in Google? 
Asian kid who shot up school. <laughs> I literally typed that verbatim, and it came and up one. It came up with Sing Hu Cho, and there's his mug shot. And that was it. He was born 1984. Sang Hu Cho, Korean kid. Um, let's see, was an American mass murderer responsible for Virginia Tech shooting in 2007. Now, once again, no one remembers his name, but we all remember the mugshot. Now, that is kind of a tricky name to keep saying in the middle of a news broadcast. Maybe this is the truth why they did this, but it goes by Ken. But we're going to rewind. And just assume they're being honest. There was a, a moment in time, a brief moment, where all the media said, hey, we're so tired of these mass shootings. These kids are just throwing it to get famous. We are no longer going to say this kid's name. I think they just didn't want to pronounce it 300 times a night. And so they just they stopped showing his mugshot, and they just referred to him as the shooter because that was their idea to erase him from history. And that lasted for one story. And here we are, just continues and continues and continues. Yeah, it needs to be uh, not paid as detailed attention. I think there's crazy thing is tragedy, but I didn't even hear these all reverse psychology. I didn't even hear about this story because I haven't been watching TV or the news. I I heard it third, third, third hand through TikToks and and social media posts. I've been so out of loop with the news and that that I didn't even hear when it happened. But it. I did. I did. It's funny because you sent me that link, and the one thing I did hear about it was, oh, he used he he used the fascist right Fox News talking points in his manifesto. That's one of the things I heard online. (laughs) So yeah, here we go. Well, was it I heard? The left has moved so far left that now the center is the far right. Yep. Here's some fun. Prepare for arrival. Tech okay. pioneers warn of alien invasion. Sweet. From our friends. Might over- as well. But it's not what you Everything think, Everything else Gordon. is going. It's not what That's you think. That's what's next. VentureBeat.com. Alien species are heading for the planet, and we have no reason to believe it will be friendly. Some experts predict it'll get here within 30 years, while others insist it will arrive far sooner. Some say it's already happened. Nobody knows what it looks like, but it'll share two key traits with humans. It'll be intelligent, and it'll be self-aware. No, this alien's not coming from a distant planet. It'll be born right here on Earth, hatched in a research lab at a major university or large corporation. I'm referring to the first artificial general intelligence that researchers or exceeds, I'm sorry, that reaches or exceeds the human level cognition. There's so many movies and stories about this kind of stuff. As I write these words, billions are being spent to bring this alien to life. Billions. Billions with a B. As it would be viewed as one of the greatest technological achievements in human history. But unlike other inventions, this one will have our mind of its own. Literally. We've seen Terminator, right? And if it believes, like every other intelligent species we know, it'll put its own self-interest first, working to maximize its prospect of survival. Skynet. Should we fear superior intelligence driven to its own goals, values, and self-interest? Maybe people, many people request, many people reject this question. 
believing we will build AI systems with their own image, ensuring they think, feel, and behave just like we do. Because there's no such thing as human psychopaths who go on shooting sprees. Or people like Putin or Hitler or Lenin or Marx. This is extremely unlikely to be the case. Artificial minds will not be created. Artificial minds will not be created by writing software with carefully crafted rules and make them think like us. Instead, engineers feed massive databases into a simple algorithm that automatically adjusts their own parameters, making millions upon millions of tiny changes to their structure until the intelligence emerges. So Much like sort of, AI. Sort of, sort of like sort of like social media networks now. You know how when you go to a website and they have the captcha? Uh-huh. Which picture contains the palm tree? The one that you got to go through like four fucking different versions of it because... That's not yep. a palm tree. That's an elk. Not an elk, but a literally a fucking elk. That's a palm tree. Try again. Which one are Vespa scooters? Well, that's a VIP. That don't count. That's a Vespa. According to Joe Rogan... And, and other that guy p- on the VIP will never become that future champion. <laughs> According to Joe Rogan and other people... They say when you're doing this capture, you're actually helping to program artificial intelligence by helping them identify what a stoplight is, what a palm tree is, what a Vespa is, what a mountain range is, what a crosswalk is. Well. And we know, for those of you who like Reddit, there are completely, there are completely, not there are subreddit channels where people are arguing, but those people are all Artificial intelligent bots arguing with each other. Bots are arguing with bots. Ah. They're saying oh, that... They're just as bad as us already. They're saying that during the Trump election and the Trump days, serve, term. That's it. During the Trump terms, I think they said 60% of the, v, the evangelical-based Facebook pages were actually ran by Russian artificial intelligent bots. Trolls. Now, when you hear Russian troll bots, they're not people in basements typing away and there's really cool pictures. Have you noticed all the pictures on the internet when it tells stories about hackers and cybercrime? They always show some dude in like a hood with some neon lights in the background and a super cool computer. Have you noticed like the, the stock footage of all hackers? Yeah, they always they always look straight out of a fucking movie instead of just like... Well, we got to make them look sinister. Instead of looking like the comic book guy from The Simpsons sitting in his mom's basement with his beer gut typing away on his Linux box. And re- in reality, it just looks like your computer. Yeah, it just looks like your. It's just some looks like a desktop booger covered laptop sitting on the coffee table next to the video game controller in the bong. Yep. But yeah, Cheetos dust all over everything. It is getting a little crazy. I don't know, especially somebody who works in the IT industry, and now somebody who works in an industry where, you know, we specialize in prevention of cyber stuff. It's just it's so ridiculous. It's just... Where does it end? Sometimes I... Does it end well? No. No? No. It's going to become a dystopian future all all ran by these people who program these algorithms. I got a kid who walks around the house 24 hours a day with Xbox earphones on because she's talking to people on Xbox. Now, while she has not not the generic ones like we had with the one ear cover and the, the McDonald's headset, this is the full Turtle Beach wireless... Over-the-ear headphones. So she has these on with the music playing from whatever background game, plus the dumb dipshit 14-year-old boys, sometimes 18-year-old boys in New Zealand that I got to fucking block. 
While she's talking to these dudes, she's on her phone watching TikTok with the phone cranked up. Walking around the house asking people questions. Hey, what's for dinner? Huh? Pizza. What? Take off your headphones. No situational awareness. It's like, Sariana, how many times are I going to tell you? If you're going to ask those questions, you need looking for information, take the headphones off. Huh? You guys don't understand this. Uh, sometimes you'll see my mouth, but if I'm sitting just right like this, you can't see my mouth. I'll mute my microphone and yell, Sariana, shut your door, because I can hear you. But it's just, she is so, so addicted and attached to technology. And it's probably the norm. It is. And for those of you parents at home who, who aren't aware of this and you have Comcast, download the Xfinity app on your phone. Your days of physically wrestling the Xbox or PlayStation controller away from your kid to make them do homework, long gone. Your days of having right. to remove the console from their bedroom because they're not doing homework, forget about it. Now do you just hear a bellow from the room when they can't get on? She was given Carrie work. attitude the other night because Carrie was sitting in the living room. Now there's the times switch on your phone, there's times where Sariana's in her room with the headphones on. I'm yeah. in my bedroom bathroom, which is on the farthest corner of the house. I With got the fart the fan on? TV in my bedroom on, the fart fan on. I have two of them in there. The one about my bathtub is broken. I got to replace. My TikTok on, and I can still hear her conversation all the way across the house. Because not only does she listen to dudes on the headphones and talk to them, she then listens, talks to people on her phone via speakerphone. Heaven forbid she hold the thing up to her fucking head. Well, she can't because she has a headphone on. And it's like one of the worst habits I see so in public. I can hear people. this, let's just say, 70 feet away behind doors, TVs, and fart fans. Now, the other night, Carrie had the audacity, the nerve, the gall, if you will, to sit in the living room on the other side of the wall and play Xbox herself. She likes to play a little Xbox. She likes to get in there and do a little Destiny? Overwatch. No, Destiny's long gone. Overwatch. Right. Same thing. She paused her game because she had to get a beverage. And she hears Sariana talking to somebody she's not supposed to talk to. Or saying content that would elude that this person may be in a party. So Carrie simply poked her head and said, hey, stupid McGee better not be on there. Now, a normal person whether Stupid McGee was on there or not, would simply say, yes, Mom, no worries. He's not on there. Problem solved, right? Right? Just simply say, yeah, I got you. He's not in here. Okay, cool. Instead, she says, stop eavesdropping and mind your own business. That's it. You're done. And Carrie said, excuse me. And she starts copping attitude. So me, cross the road. I'm going to give you a chance to correct that statement. Yeah, we always or verify do. it. So as she continues to widely. climb the roller coaster of attitude before she goes over the apex, she's creeping up that hill. And as she gets right through... Is, it, is there a clanking sound like an old school yeah. wooden roller coaster? She's got her hands up clank, getting ready clank, to go clank, over clank, to drop clank, that clank, last clank, attitude clank, bomb. Clank, 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 I clank, pull clank. my phone out of my pocket, pull up the Xfinity app, go to Devices... Scroll through all the many tech devices in my house, past the sprinkler system, past the two Alexas, past the fire stick that I don't use because I get Amazon on all my phones, past my laptop, past my other computer, find the one that says Nuggets Xbox. Kill switch engage. Pause. Not just a ban. Until I unpause. Carrie, at this point, and this is step two for you all, 
Every one of your cell phone provider services will have parental controls options, especially if you're smart and your kid's phone is on your plan and not an independent phone plan. Why would anybody ever do an independent plan? Because people are dumb. Do people do this? People use the recycle bin folder on their computer for file retention then get upset when it gets emptied. So, yes. To what? People use their recycle bins and their computers and Outlook as file retention and then get surprised when the files are gone. These aren't the same type of people that will be programming AI, are they? No. Well, These maybe. are the kind of people who wonder, well, do you keep your tax paperwork in your kitchen trash can and then get upset when the maid takes out the trash? You don't keep important files and things called recycle bin, but I digress. And then they're 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 victims somewhere. So as she's now getting more and more upset because I paused her Xbox and she's copping more attitude, Carrie simply pulls out her phone, turns off her cell phone. Next. I don't have to wrestle your phone from your cold dead hands. I don't have to un disconnect your console and remove it from your room anymore. I just pause. Yeah, you can use your phone with no internet, no service. Not a fun that'll do you. Sure, you can play Xbox. She's got to become completely unglued when y'all do that. It's like a three-year-old when you take their fucking teddy bear away. It's insane how. It's like. Remember that guy we all knew who was a super pothead? And he would drop his Pyrex glass on the sidewalk and break it. <laughs> But he didn't have the money to buy a new one. Alfred Lorne. Never Lorne's met that guy. Have you upset. met that guy? Every, every hippie's broken a glass pipe in their day. Yeah, but I've never seen them get devastated. They may not. They usually got three or four more. No. Well, depends on how poor they are. But anyhow. it's. I live at a ski resort, so a lot of those kids are it's, a higher tax bracket than me. It's it, it's it, But it's insane. And the thing is, is a lot of times they're homework. It's like, do your homework. No, I don't want to. Boop, turn it off. Now, we've got 10 minutes worth of homework to do, but instead you'll come and scream at us for three and a half hours and cry and have a you fucking You could have been meltdown. done with this uh, yep. three hours and 20 minutes ago. But she's so addicted to it, it's insane. Is there any kind of programs out there to help break the cycle of addiction? Yes, and how do I know this? Because in eighth could grade, you? they actually had a course where they had to read an entire paragraph and ironically watch a PowerPoint slideshow about a kid who's addicted to video games. Now he had to go to a literal facility, much like a rehab center, because he was addicted to video games. So he's in there with the um, sex addicts, <laughs> drug addicts, and the alcohol. But when people hear things that strike a little too close to home, they don't have interest in it or even go stronger the other way. So she refused to do that assignment. Chris Quentin asked if you've exceeded your syllable limit. I don't know, but Chris Quentin told us like eight minutes ago that he was going to bed because 4 a.m. is calling. So I'm glad that our content is so riveting that it's keeping you up past your bedtime. Chris is another guy who got a good, he got, a, he got himself a government job. He got one of them good, good. Sadly, he's got to get up the ass crack of Dom, but it's worth the benefit for too. And I got a private sector job, so <sighs> I get it. I'm right with you, Chris. So this 4 morning, a.m. So, comes too early. So this morning, I got up at 6 a.m. and I wanted that's to, sleeping in for me. I wanted to do a little ride on my mixed fitness bike before I went to work. Yeah, and I decided, you know what? I deserved. 
be under my own power, under my own control, make my own decisions in life. I am not going to take one of these 15-minute high-intensity rides. I'm not going to take a recovery ride where some chick in, in tights is telling me how fast to pedal. I'm not going to do one of these rhythm rides where some ambiguously gay or non-gay dude in short shorts is telling me how fast to pedal. No, I'm going to do a scenic ride. I'm going to do, and I have the photo on here from this morning. Actually, That's a single morning. track, are you? This was, in fact... The scenic ride, Southern California Trails. And it's cool. You're up riding in the Hollywood Hills and actually stop and pause, and you're out overlooking the Hollywood sign from behind. They so cleverly edit out the scenes of all the homeless people. But, hey, no one wants to see homeless people when you're doing a, a scenic ride in Southern California on your mixed fitness bike at 6 in the morning. Now, some of these in the past are done on streets, wide trails, places that clearly a bicycle could go. And I often wonder, they got a cat with a GoPro on their head riding a bike, or are they getting a little more advanced? Well, this morning on the scenic ride Southern California Trails, I noticed that our camera, if you will, was not exactly staying on the path. But he was moving in a good, steady clip, and I remember, oh, this is a drone. That's cool. Kind of takes you out of it. You're on a bike, all of a sudden you're riding off the trail. Now, I don't know. I assume that the fine people at Mix Fitness, they're not hiring out drone operators. They're probably just buying some stock footage off some drone operator's website who says, here's some scenic rides. At least I hope that's the case. Because this drone operator was a dick. And the guy who edited the video didn't give a fuck either. Because sometimes, you know, you'll be riding. And yeah, it's the, probably the, the same guy. The screen, would, the screen just changes in your new part. Of, so this drone is flying through some horse trails in Southern California. And the first one, I kind of, you'll see people, hikers on the trail, and they'll look around like, what the hell? And they, Oh, it's a drone. <laughs> Three times this drone's flying down the trail. One guy literally had to grab his wife and yank her out of the way without, because she was that close to getting nailed in the back of the head of a flying drone down a walking path. <laughs> Another guy had to dodge like he's dodging a, a right hook from a Muhammad Ali. This fucking drone pilot, he gave no shits. He was after a check. He wanted to get this footage done. He's flying down. The, he's flying this drone down these horse trails, these hiking trails. These poor sons of bitches are out in California. I'm gonna get this up. is what it looks like when you're riding a Mike mountain bike down all these trails. They're dodging at, out of your way. I'm going to get up at 5 in the morning. I'm going to go enjoy the peace and the beauty of Southern California. And all you hear is... <laughs> Having drones flying at your wife's fucking head, another guy dodging it. <laughs> it's like they didn't even bother to edit it out of the video that this drone pilot gave no shits. He didn't care. The argument could be made is, hey, this is our habitat. This is a hiking trail. We're the hikers. You're in our area. You need to know. Literally, I'm riding a bike, and this guy grabs his wife by the shoulder and pulls her out of the way. It's funny if road. somebody knocked it out of the sky. Oh, I was hoping they would edit that part <laughs> out, but it's like... It was like the most, you know, usually they, they literally try to, a lot of them I think there's, I just thought it was a dude with a really good GoPro riding down a bike trail, but this one was clearly a drone, and he gave no shits. He was <laughs> Rita, read Chris's uh, current comic um, comment. I was Don Dujuk's, I already saw that one. 
syllable limit? I already saw that one. Nope. Nope. One below it. No, I have nothing below that. That's the last one of my Hey, had to listen. Do you guys remember Pete and Pete? Don reminds me of Artie and the strongest man in the world. Yep. Not Pete. Yeah, Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon. They're both redheads. Yep. That's funny. That was evidently after my time. No, yeah, it was right on my middle school time. So, before we get to the news. Yep. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Statistically, statistically, either Carrie and or myself will be on the news finding a dead body as the kayaker who found a dead body. Let's review, shall we? I have been fishing now for a one year and <laughs> 14 days. Now you say, Don, how do you know you've been fishing for one year and 14 days? Because on the third, I had to renew my fishing license. In that time, I have rescued two young boys on a bass boat that the dad put in at the uh, boat ramp, and there was nowhere to tie it off. And as he went to park the car, the bass boat drifted across the canal. That sounds like some Griswold shit right there. Now, I'm sure the seven-year-old, under normal condition, knew how to pilot that trolling motor. But being in a situation of panic, he froze and didn't know what the fuck to do. And the dad standing at the bottom of the ramp thinking, fuck, I don't want to swim this alligator-infested water. Then I came to the rescue, put the rope over one shoulder, and paddled with one hand back across the canal, thus delivering the boat and the children safely to their father. Hey, speaking of that, when did Carrie end up in the drink? We'll get to that momentarily. She's ended up in the drink twice now. <laughs> once on purpose, once accidentally. Well, on purpose reluctantly. It looked um, like a different kayak, too. I didn't recognize that one. Um, Let's see. Little Steve. We have witnessed some young men who apparently went down to a jet ski dealership and said, boy, I'd sure like a jet ski, but I don't have a truck. And the salesman, not wanting to miss out on a sale, said, ah, don't worry about it. That Nissan Maxima will pull that trailer just fine. And he was right. It'll pull that trailer out of that parking lot. It'll pull that trailer down US 41 in a nice level grade with nice road work and pavement. It might even... No, it wouldn't even. He brought this to a sand and dirt utilitarian style Cape Coral boat ramp. We'll call it primitive. It's primitive, but one can make the argument, and I'm one, that the primitives are better because the concrete boat ramps are the one to get the three and a half inch layer of green slime at the bottom and make it super slippery. I've never slipped on a sand one but I've bust my ass twice on a concrete boat ramp. So they put the jet ski in fine, pulled the trailer out without a problem because you have an empty trailer. There's no friction with the exception of the water wrapping its gentle hands and gently caressing the trailer as it pulls out of the water. But at the end of the day, when that jet ski has water in it and it's sitting on the trailer, and the trailer now has water holding it down and holding the jet ski down and the Nissan Maxima spinning tires and slowly slips into the water. And now the trailer With all four windows car. down and it still took 20 minutes to sink. You can see this footage on my YouTube channel. The thumbnail is a picture yeah, of the car. Yeah, best the Volkswagen bug for floating. Huh? Then there was the time I came across the Santeria site, That's complete with goat head, severed chicken parts, and some other gross shit. That, too, can see seen on my YouTube video. Some weird random shit so far. 
then there was the two times I've came across two different situations where people thought that these boat ramps were their boat ramps. And not only could they put their boat and or jet ski in, but then just drive away and leave their car and trailer parked in the boat ramp while they go out and have fun. After all, this is my world. It's my boat ramp. Fuck everybody else. So Carrie and I were out kayaking on Sunday yep. over at Academy. Now, Academy is supposed to be the place for peacock bass, but in our first three trips there, the water, because of the drought, has been an entire foot deep with 13 inches of grass. You do the math. Not fun. But we've gotten a good two weeks worth of rain, and all of our canals around here have been up four feet. So what used to be a foot and a half to two feet is now five to six feet. Nine feet now, is that close spots. to normal? Yes, it's closer to normal. So we went over to Academy this weekend, and it was a maximum of two and a half feet with 24 inches of grass bed. You do the math. And not only that, but it had this green funk on the water. The only way I could describe it, I don't even know if this is a thing. Is cabbage soup a thing? Yep. Imagine sure paddling through cabbage soup. But not fresh cabbage soup that your Scottish or Irish grandmother made. Nay, this is the cabbage soup that's been sitting in a pot at the bad restaurant that closed down two weeks ago. And you found yourself kayaking it. So every time you paddle, the gross, slimy cabbage would end up in your lap. But we're making do because we're invested at this point. And out of the periphery of my left eye, as I'm doing a TikTok live... No GoPros, because I forgot to charge the batteries. No. GoPro Live. Yeah, one job. Still got footage. I have GoPro Live. Not GoPro, TikTok Live. I hear a splash, and I see what appears to be somebody doing a cannonball off the end of their dock. And this is into cabbage soup? I say, what the hell was that? And then I see something white standing up. I said, oh, shit, a dog just fell off the dock or jumped. Don't know. To which Carrie astutely said, well, how is it going to get back up? Because most of these seawalls are developed. These aren't undeveloped seawalls like where Carrie and I fish. We, we, where we prefer to fish, this is a more developed neighborhood. So majority of these properties have a, with the water as low as it is, a six to seven foot straight up concrete wall. No dog is going to jump up that. We prefer to fish in undeveloped neighborhoods, but more and more of these undeveloped neighborhoods are getting developed. That's another story for another time. And I said, I don't know. Let me go look. And as I'm paddling over, I said to myself, self, I hope this dog ain't on a fucking rope. Paddle closer and self said, yes, it's on a fucking rope. And as a dog might do if it accidentally fell into a canal after chasing a big ass iguana, it freaked out. Now, Gordon, you take a dog for a walk every day. Yep. You take a young dog for a walk on a leash that's learning how to use a leash. Yeah, especially the retractable ones. And what happens when you drop one? I want you to lean into that microphone a little bit so the people at home playing along. Especially the retractable ones. And, and what's really funny is when you drop the retractable one, how it scares the shit out of them. And no, Chris Quint, I have not exceeded my syllable quota for the day. So inevitably, when you're walking a... Now he has. No, when you're walking a small dog on a leash, what tends to happen? It manages to get wrapped around every fucking inanimate object between you and wherever you're going, even though that mailbox maybe 30 yards away somehow hold he on. gets the hold on hold on have you taught bailey not to wrap herself up yet yes but okay. 
dogs, and this was a young dog. So anyhow, I'm getting to this young dog standing in the canal with its super long nice. leash because you would think if you're the type of person who's going to force your dog to stand in the backyard on a long leash that maybe, possibly, oh, I don't know, you would maybe do the math. Say, hey, there's uh, 30 yards between my back door and the seawall. Maybe we should put them on a 20-yard long leash instead of a 100-yard leash. So this dog fell off and had enough rope to wrap Dang. around the piling twice and still not be rigid. Still has plenty of room. And so I'm paddling over. This thing's freaking out. It's standing under the dock. The luck of the water's only up to its knees. But I'm guessing it's probably, I would assume, it's standing on sharp coral. Because that's what happens under docks. Coral and, in brackish water or swamp water? Well, coral's a kind of a generic term for all the shit that grows on steps on docks and all that crap. Gotcha. The shells, the barnacles, the the marine life. The funk. The funk, the, the pokey stuff. And Carrie's like, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. So I, I was like, I wonder if I can get near this thing paddle over and rightfully so some weird objects come paddling out of the sea after you've fallen into the water and freaking out you start barking at it so i luckily the water doggo is still in panic mode the water is still low enough that i'm able to basically pull up to the now next to the house is an undeveloped seawall but it's all woods and trees but i was able to pull, dock my boat pretend like i'm doing a savage race and huff myself over the six foot seawall because i've been training and I take my phone with me, and I go knock on the guy's door. Hey, your dog fell in the water. To which his response was, <laughs> okay. Apparently found quite amusing. Again? It fell in again? Well, this is a young dog. I think it's relatively new. Sadly, there was a dog house in the backyard, which meant it lived out there. And I said, well, the leash is wrapped around a piling. So they go out. And they unfish this dog and get him off the leash. And the first thing he does is run over to me, like, thank you, thank you, thank you. He came over and started licking me happy. And we get in our kayaks and we paddle away. And a sad realization came to us that this dog probably lives in the backyard, is on this leash. And there's a good chance that if Carrie and I wouldn't have seen this fucking dog fall in the water, it could have been in there for hours. Assuming they have a feeding schedule that they don't often overlook. What if they forgot to feed it that night? And that thing's in the water. The gators. Exactly. That thing could have been gator bait tied, to, tied up around this fucking dock in the water all night. Honey, my dog, it turned into <sighs> an alligator. It's just like, why wouldn't you do the math? He's like, yeah, he's probably chasing after iguana. I don't like math. Fell in. I don't like math. I don't do math. We've said it before. We said it again. Don't buy a goddamn dog if it's going to live in your yard. Don't tell me it's a guard dog because I'll just break in the front of your house because your dog's locked up in the back. Da, 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 so, da, da, Carrie da. fell in a drink twice. Oh, yeah. So, we used to tandem kayak. Which is the quickest way to end a relationship. Is that because you want to go in different directions or one person does the work? Well, it's because you got two people in a 12-foot kayak fishing with seven-foot-long fishing poles. One Lots person, of hooks and things. Well, it means one person's got to fish off the right side of the kayak. The other person's got to fish off the left side of the kayak. One person wants to fish here. The other person wants to fish there. One person gets snagged. The other person's got to reel in. It's just, it's just a nightmare. Okay. So at some point or another, we realize, hey, 
Let's take both kayaks out. Got little Steve and Big John. I'll pull the front seat off of Big John, and I'll sit in that son bitch like Chris Farley in the back of the canoe and Tommy Boy. Except for the kayak is a little more buoyant, and it doesn't quite do the rake as the canoe so comically did, which in real life it wouldn't have, but it's a movie. So, you know, it, it did have a little bit of a rake. It rode kind of like a Carolina squat kayak, but it was nice. I had the room to put my poles Call in front of me. Call that a cape curl squat. But because I'm riding in the ass end of this thing and not in the center, and all the wind, and the fact that the thing weighs 85 pounds empty, and it requires an extension to be put on my truck every time we take it out, it's just, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You're unloading two kayaks, one of them's 12 foot long, it weighs a ton, and all the wind, you know, you're out there in 14, 15 mile an hour winds, this thing's just blowing all over the place. So tax return season comes along, and Carrie says, hey, I didn't have to buy a new car. Didn't have to drop three grand on a uh, down payment. We went over to Dick's Sporting Goods, and she got herself another little Steve, which it was pretty cheap. Of course, I got my little Steve off a buddy of mine for like 200 bucks because he bought it and sat in his backyard for three years, but she bought one at Dick's. And so now we have little Steve and Lily. Lily's the color of Lily Pad, since the name. And perfect. Load up both kayaks, are both small. Now it's like instead of driving around in the old Cadillac, I'm driving around a little sports car. We still have Big John for when, which ironically, the very next day after buying Lily and mounting Big John on the wall, Sarah says, I want to go fishing. Fuck. So now I got to get this goddamn 80-pound kayak that I have strapped to the wall using anchors and pulleys and black and white 8x10s with X's and arrows and paragraphs on the back of each one saying what it was. You can get anything you want. At Alice's restaurant, walk home. So I had to drag that thing down and take it out. But we still have Big John. I would like to sell it. And kid wants to get kayak and tough shit. You've only gone five times since we've owned the fucking thing. But anyhow, I digress. So Carrie has her own kayak. She's making her way on TikTok. She does these TikTok lives fishing. She'll get 200 people in there and 300 and get 100 new subscribers in one night. I'll go live and get like eight, but that's all right. It's because you're a dude. Well, it's funny. They've throttled her down, too. Um, now she's getting the same audience as me because she hit 10,000. I think once you get in that creator fund or get close to it, TikTok starts throttling down your views so they don't have to pay you so much. almost had it. But um, so we were out fishing one day, and now these Teton 100s aren't meant for standing up on. You can stand up on them. If you're fucking a balance beam, an Olympic, or someone who skateboarded for 18 years, a snowboard for 12 years, and surfed a few times, such as myself, I have stood up on mine to straighten myself out or to get hooks and whatnots out of trees. And it has now been a year and 17 days, and I have ne- or 15 days, and I have never fallen out of my kayak. Knock on glass. I was around the corner, and Carrie's in the middle of a TikTok live, and she got a bait stuck in a tree, and she stood up on her kayak trying to get it out and this video is on her tiktok and she leaned a little left to the left the boat went to the right and she fell in first time in a year anyone's fallen off a kayak so she fell in that's good for generating views luckily the kayak didn't flip over she just lost her balance and fell off of it so luckily she didn't lose any of her shit in the water because kayaks are really not um they're hard to flip over i mean you might roll out of them but it takes a special kind of fucking dipshit to physically flip a kayak over. That's because you held on to the handle when you went. You know, you didn't just fucking. Let yeah, you did it on purpose, pretty much. Or, yeah, or you freaked out and, you know, you 
it's it's the same equivalent of how hard is it to flip over a jet ski? You might fall off of it. They actually make the thing upside down. It takes a lot of fucking. You don't just go with the fall. You're fighting it. Don't fight it. Go with the fall. That way you don't lose your shit. So anyhow, she she swam to the bank, and I went over and pushed her kayak to her, and it was all fun. Well, she has gotten to the point on TikTok where um, she has people offering her discount codes or maybe even sending her some stuff, and she got some baits in, and we were out seawall fishing because the wind was super high, and like the third cast, she put this fucking brand new top water in a tree. Just got the fucking thing. And she did not want to tell the person that she just got this thing from that she already lost it in a fucking tree. And she had already been in that canal once. So now, to be fair to me, because it wasn't very um, chivalrous on my part, but this was one of those days where we were in a hurry to go after I got home from work. And since we didn't go on a kayak, I didn't change. So I had on tennis shoes, jeans, my firearm, T-shirt, belt, hat, a whole nine yards, GoPro camera. So you didn't have a your you didn't have on canal. She time. had on fishing shorts and a shirt and flip flops. So what are our choices? Me get butt naked on the side or go get in the water in my jeans, shoes, firearm shirt, and a whole nine yards, or the person wearing flip flops and basically swimming shorts. Yeah, you're dressed for the occasion, babe. Yep, and <laughs> I had the GoPro camera on. Gotta get that content. And so she went into the, and it was up in the tree, but you can see in the video, it was dangling above the water. We just couldn't, we didn't want to take it up. The hook would get snagged. So she had to go into the water and grab it, swim it back, and cut the line so she can recover her nice top water. So that was her second time in the water. But yeah, she fell out once, and the other time she went in voluntarily to rescue some bait. I once got one stuck in a tree. We were fishing from a seawall on a dock on an abandoned property. There was no house. And my Guggen revolver got cut in a tree. I cut the line. And then I went back the next day with my kayak, dragged my kayak on the dock, jumped in, paddled across, and then got my bait out of the tree. But that one she had to go swimming for. So that is why. Oh, poor putty okay, dog. Okay. Now... Lifetime makes a Teton Angler Pro, which is about 12 feet long, and it's designed for a single user with stand-up. Not quite there yet, but maybe next year's tax season I might upgrade, unless I can get the fine people at Lifetime Kayak just to send me one. But, uh, Do you think I heard him or something? No. Apparently I was. That just sounded to me like a tired yawn more than a yelp. Oh, I didn't see if he yawned. It may have been a yawn. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Possibly better than this Russian state TV talk show host. That's a long title fit on a resume. On a Russian, this comes in from the New York Times. Might as well give them credit. On Russian talk show, retired colonel stuns colleagues by saying the invasion is not going well. Do what now, comrade? This may put him in the gulag. Military analyst on one of Russia's state television's most popular TV or networks left his fellow panelists stunned in silence Monday 
when he said that the conflict in Ukraine was deteriorating for Russia. Wait a minute. Now, I don't know if this is the same show that... Hold on. So are they now no longer calling it a military exercise? Don't know. Because he said I'm the sure conflict. some of them are doing. Well, this could be just the, the wording from the New York Times. I got you. This is not a direct quote. Quote. Now, his quote is, the situation for us will clearly get worse. Mikhail M. Oh, here we go. Kodadarkic. Fast and hard. A retired colonel and conservative columnist on military affairs said during the 60 Minutes talk show program on the Roisha Network. That's the network, I think, um, uh, what's his name, Turkla plays all the time when he does his, uh, his podcast. It was a rare moment of frank analysis in a country where criticizing the war effort can result in prison sentence and broadcasters have generally adhered to the Kremlin's talking points. The problem is for this colonel, he referred to sometimes obliquely, including low morale, the array of Western countries aligned against Russia, and the amount of fighters and material that Ukraine was assembling. We've run out of tom-toms. Yeah, pretty much. Strapping those uh, those Android Google Earth GPS maps to their to their ship. No, I seriously think they're Tom Toms because Google doesn't offer Google Maps over there. I think they're using the old Tom Toms like we had in two thousand four, where you had to physically plug in your computer and download updates for it once a month. Well, according to the um, analysts, quote: "We are in total geopolitical isolation." And the whole world is against us, even if we don't want to admit it. Noting that Russia's resources, military, political, and military technical, they like that military technical term, are limited. He urged Russians not to take informational sedatives. Their technical advancement is about the quality of ColecoVision. They're running tanks from 1972. I thought a technical was basically like a Toyota pickup truck with a Modus on it. Yeah. But, um. So he's basically saying don't take the informational sedatives. The clip was first highlighted by Francis Scar of BBC Monitoring, which tracks Russian broadcasts. Um, Kardarnok did not immediately respond to requests for further comment. Aside from questioning Russia's uh, position, it was a remarkable moment because uh, this gentleman noted that Ukraine seems to have the momentum right now. Russians, Russians mistakenly tended to to try to extrapolate the problems of a few soldiers in the Ukrainian army uh, to uh, denigrate its whole military, said. In reality, we were ready to field one million men if given sufficient weapons. Where highly motivated, it would have been receiving an increasing quality of military support from the United States and Europe. Basically, they had to fight, <laughs> would never have to fight in them. Russians don't, you know. I was going to say, they would never gotten any support from us. No, no, they're saying that the the the, uh, the Ukrainians were re- had one million people ready to go, with the support of everybody else. Mm-hmm. The Russians, not so much. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I think this may hopefully be the signs of some internal strife in Russia. I saw a very confusing article today. There's a few of them out there that said something about keep an eye out for a Russian broadcast of. Whatever famous ballet they're responsible for bringing to the world. Yeah. Swan Lake or one of those fucking things. Yep. 
they were alluding to that they only broadcast this ballet during national strife or historical events. Uh-huh. And kind of alluding to that if for some reason they broadcast this ballet, it would be a sign that Putin has passed away. But it was a very convoluted, confusing article. Yeah, there's rumors that he's got some kind of blood cancer. The rumors, one can only hope. I hate to say that. but uh, I don't hate to say that. Fuck it. Hope he dies. There, I said it. I don't regret it. I'm a man of my word. I conferred and I said uh, it. I'm feeling a little sleepy by having that regret. But moving on from Ukraine and Russia. You're just afraid that you're going to get tapped by Russian troll bots. I don't care. In your sleep. As long as it's not in my sleep. Your Roomba's going to get hacked by a Russian hacker. Well, good and thing it's going to chase you down with a broomstick and it's going to turn you into a Humbo Bissell. Yep. So, out of Elizabeth City, North Kakalaki, also known as, known as North Carolina, coming in from the Associated Press. According to a judge, regulators are wrong to beer, ban a beer label that had a naked man on it. North Carolina, I'm digging deep for oddities right now. North Carolina regulators were wrong to reject a beer label that featured a silhouette of a naked man standing next to a campfire. Okay, a hippie. I'm imagining some kind of hippie deal. According to a federal judge. The owners of Maryland-based Flying Dog Brewery, Brewery, no, I can't speak, argued that the North Carolina Alcohol Beverage Control Commission violated their First Amendment rights by rejecting the label for its freezing season winter ale. Have you seen this label? No, I have not. I'm looking at it right now. Should it have been banned? Continue, and I'll get into that. The commission said that the label was in bad taste, but later allowed the beer to be sold. Flying Dog proceeded with the lawsuit anyway, hoping to get the regulation struck down. In comes... U.S. District Judge Terrence W. Boyle, who ruled in favor of the craft brewery the last Boyle week, boy. finding that the regulation was vague and overboard, violating free speech rights of Flying Dog and its competitors. The ruling requires North Carolina to remove the current regulation, according to Flying Dog CEO Jim Caruso, and he said this is heartening. To see this court decision, the First Amendment is the last offense against the authoritarian and arbitrary government and must be protected against all threats. Now, I know you're on the What's in Your Head podcast Facebook page watching the live stream, so just go ahead and back out to the main What's in Your Head timeline there. I dumped it. Well, go on back. I just posted this beer label. Now, for those of you playing at home with the Audible game... When Gordon said a silhouette, you're probably much like me. Imagine kind of like the mud flap silhouettes of the busty lady or the fat dude with the trucker cap and the, the dad bod, that type of mm. silhouette. This is not a silhouette. This is a very mid-90s, oh. early 2000, artsy-fartsy watercolor. To say this is even a naked guy when it's basically just two legs and an arm and an ink blotch for a head. I mean, the guy doesn't even have an ass crack. To nope. say that this thing is even remotely anything offensive, 
Now, you can make the argument that the yellow paint splotch looks like he's pissing on the fire, but there's yellow fire coming out. This thing is by no means even remotely offensive, and any child would not even gather that that's even supposed to be a human being. It almost looks like a, a jacked-up flamingo. It's a watercolor painting. It's not even remotely... Huh. You can't even say that yeah. that's even a yeah, silhouette. Yeah, the federal judge was right. That is a that's bit of a reach. I mean, it's actually... Take that stupid logo like off. Let's say take color. the logo off and take the um, the federal government alcohol symbol in their little <laughs> mission statement. That'd be a cool painting to have on your wall in your college dorm. It's literally just a watercolor. It's very well done. But actually, it almost looks like the guy who did it's the guy who did um, um Opus. And yeah, I was gonna say the penguin. The yeah, the penguin cartoon. I actually follow him on a uh, Facebook. Berkeley Berthard or something like that. A mix between that and the Max comic books. So it almost like they build a cat. Yeah. Yeah. To say that's even remote. Yeah, build a cat had no fur. Like I said, you don't even have an ass crack. To say that this is even remotely offensive, it's just insane. It's a reach. He's got a little something, something going down there, but that's because it's probably freezing season. Oh, you're talking about that uh, little, little tiny bump between the two legs? Yeah. I don't know. Everything's all up inside. It's cold out. Anyway. Yeah, they good call on the judge, bad call on... There's no reason to ban that. That's a very cool artistic label. Yes, now you want to go buy some in the winter, don't you? Yeah. Australia. Eh? Sydney. Huh? They've had some interesting shit going on the last two years. I was such a fan of Australia because of our history with them with World War II. It broke my heart to see their government do to their people what they did during the pandemic. Well... Coming out of Sydney on the AP, a man impersonating North Korean leader Kim Jong-un on Friday has now disrupted the Australian election campaign where he burst into an event that Prime Minister Scott Morrison was attending with lawmaker Gladys Liu. The impersonator, who later identified himself as his stage name, Howard X, started talking to gather media. Thank you very much, Gladys Liu. Is the communist candidate or is the communist candidate for Australia? He said. He looks like Kim Jong. Yes, he, he does. He's actually skinnier. Well, Kim Jong did lose a lot of weight. Uh, he said before he was interrupted by an aide to Morrison. Excuse me, you're going to leave. This is the most offensive thing I've ever seen in the campaign, according to the aide, Nick Creevy. Oh, Creevy's a pretty last name, pretty creepy last name too. The impersonator responded, excuse me, you don't tell the Supreme Leader what to do. Now, I support Gladys Liu. So basically, the more this... conservative had this <laughs> this guy who's a little, he came in just to say, yes, yeah, she really is a communist. I, Kim Young, back her. Now, he did leave the Melbourne venue shortly after that. Now, are you looking at this photo? I've seen it. Did he have... Hollywood makeup tape over his eyes? Did he have plastic surgery? Is He's he remotely Chinese. Asian? He's Chinese. Is he? But, yes. But in that picture, it's so close. He almost looks like a white dude doing Asian He's, face. Oh, hold on. Maybe I'm wrong. She was born in Kong, Hong Kong, living in Australia for more than 30 years. That's the... Uh, yeah, I don't know where he comes from. I, he looks like... He's white, but he has. It looks like he put makeup over they don't his give eyelids his to make it look like he. He 
Here, I'm going to post the photo on our page now. I'll post the link. But he looks like he prosthetically made himself. Um, forgive me for possibly insensitive, but Asian eyes. I just posted it. Look at look. Go to the photo and zoom in. It looks like he. There uh, we go. He looks like he did something to his eyes to make him look. See, you can always see like how he's got makeup on there. Almost like yep. he put tape and then like wax makeup. Yeah, that's definitely a white dude. <laughs> yep, that's crazy. Now he's in yet. I almost said it. Well, see. I didn't want to say a certain color face. Yellow face. Yes. Hey, if we can say black face and all that, you can mm-hmm. say yellow face. We I do think. not support the yellow face movement. All right. Um, I got a couple more stories here. Which one? It's do just I want nice to see those crazy people in Australia too. Oh yeah. Nineteen-year-old South Florida woman has fled from the law enforcement in the Florida Keys on Thursday. She swam or decided to tell the deputy who caught up with her that getting arrested was on her well bucket list. (laughs) I was going to say, if you're going to run from the police, um, Florida Keys is not the place to do it because there's only two ways off (laughs) the road: one road or one boat. And either way, that road will end if you're going south. Yeah. She was charged with fleeing and eluding. Monroe County Sheriff's officials said deputies spotted the woman's vehicle driving reckless, recklessly. Gosh, I am thinking. Out of syllables, you fuck. Just uh, <laughs> before 8 a.m. and I haven't even been drinking. Uh, on Thursday, he turned on his lights, on his lights and sirens, as one cop would do when they're trying to get somebody's attention and pull them over. But the car did not immediately stop. Thus, the chase ensues. But before she's taken into jail, the she said this has been on her bucket list since high school. Now, she is only 19 years old, so that year or two is kind of short. And the final story, and this could cause heartburn for Don and anybody else who lives in Cape Coral. Next steps for the $185 million Cape Coral Bridge renovation. Mm-hmm. Is it under construction currently? Not yet, but which bridge is it? The Cape Coral Bridge? Yep. That's one by Community litters. Community litters. Holy fuck. Uh, so prepare for, if you live in Cape Coral, you will probably get charged a bill to help pay for said bridge. Well, anyway. Wait, why? We're already paying toll. The toll that never paid off the old just bridge. Just because it sounds like they charge for everything out there anyway. Um, like water. Water. And not to hook up. But anyway, moving on. I heard a guy say water. I was out on the kayak, and there was these four white trash dudes hanging by their duplex. And one of them actually said water. water. And, and and white trash guy, one, looked like a 10-year-old older version of Dave. Dude was in his late 60s. Maybe maybe just a hard late 50s. Camouflage cargo shorts, backwards sun visor, uh, American flag, wife beater. And uh, white trash guy number two was upset that some bastard stole the fishing pole out of his yard. Because as we all do, we keep our fishing poles laying out in our fucking yard. <laughs> well, fortunately for this project, you've got a little bit of time to plan. County leaders are accelerating a project upgrade to the Cape Coral Bridge, potentially costing $185 million with inflation. will actually probably go up. Mm-hmm. The goal of this bridge, these bridge upgrades are to reduce traffic crossing said bridge. 
Randy Creechie is the Lee County Director of the Department of Transportation. And he says, we know that we ultimately have to replace the westbound span, westbound span and widen the eastbound span. So given these parameters, we fall into what you see today. I don't know how bad it is today to get across that bridge. It's a two, County, it's oh, two lanes each direction. And one's got to get replaced. The study was saying, I think, 30 to 45% of the Cape Coral population work outside of Cape Coral. And so you have the Cape Coral Bridge, which is two lanes going into Fort Myers, or you have the Midpoint Bridge, which is two bigger lanes um, going into Cape Coral. Or you can drive all the way through North Fort Myers and take the third bridge. But if you work in Fort Myers or down near McGregor, when I was doing at computers in the middle of snowbird season, if you had to be in Fort Myers at nine o'clock, you went ahead and drove over there at eight o'clock because between eight fifteen and eight forty five it's a fucking standstill because everybody's trying to get to work by nine. Gotcha. Do you have to say McGregor? McGregor. Anyway, so here's the interesting thing. They're they're currently taking a snapshot of where the project stands currently forty days into a four year design. I just don't know how they, they can't really make it wider because there's nowhere for the off-ramps. Even if they made it wider, it's going to have to dump oh, down into two lanes. Wider. They're going to get rid of, they're going to widen the eastbound and completely replace the westbound. only way they can do that, though, is they're going to have to carpet, not carpet diem, but caveat, what is, it's not caveat mentor, that's buyer beware. Uh, what's the, uh, we take your shit because more people benefit from it law that the cities do. Um what do they call that when they come in and take your land because they need it for traffic? Eminent domain. eminent domain. They're going to do some eminent domain on that fucking co- the golf course right there and steal a chunk of land so they can knock that wall Possibly. down and put in a fucking off-ramp. Well, here's the interesting. So they're pushing us up by two years. So they're planning to start construction in December of 2026. <laughs> okay. And finish <laughs> in January of 2030. So you've got some time to plan Five some alternate fucking routes. years to do this bridge. I think they built the Sanibel Causeway quicker than that. Well, they're only 40 days into a four-year design. <laughs> thus, why it doesn't start until 2026. And my, in reality, it won't start until a little later than that, knowing construction. I guess. So, uh, yeah. According to Wink, you got you got that to look forward to. Don't you feel like you're quoting like Ant every time you do a new story from Wink? Yeah. I try not to read. I try to add my own shit to it, but that is it for the news. This concludes the evening news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. The now defunct ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. We want to thank you guys for joining us for another episode and if you want to help support the podcast now that we really need it um if you're a business owner and you want to advertise we got some extremely low rates embarrassingly low rates if you want to advertise please email at info at d-410.com not only will you be advertising on the what's in your head podcast you'll also be getting advertisement on the fail to fail podcast the what's the scuttlebutt podcast and the tag all your personal bad boss cast um but you can also support us by going over to d-410.com we're looking for digital 410 on patreon sign up it's only a dollar a month 
and um, that'll go a long way to help. And also, if you just go to YouTube and just watch our videos, you don't have to watch them, just play our videos. Turn on your Roku TV, load up YouTube, go choose a playlist, hit play, and then go watch TV in the other room. Just let that fucking video play so we get those counts up. Before we wrap it up, I want to take a trip back in the Wayback Machine. Um, a little band called Twisted, their singer Monoxide Child, did a solo album. And Monoxide was a proud Newport smoker, and the name of this album was Chainsmoker, and it looks like a pack of Newports. But he did this little clip it that was kind of funny back in the day, but little did we realize how true it would be short 10 years later. So enjoy this before we go out. It's about fucking time sitting here all night. All that line's long as fuck. Nice. Hold on. Yeah, let me get a... Sir, no, I'm what? No, sir, there's no smoking, sir. No, let... no, there's no... Put the cigarette out, sir. What? No, I'm in my car. Your car's at a restaurant ground, sir. There's no smoking. You're telling me I can't smoke in my car? Yes, sir. By being in your car, this gives me the right to tell you no smoking. What do you... That doesn't make any sense. It makes perfect sense, sir. Your car's on their drive-thru parking do... space. What do you mean, because I'm in the drive-thru? That doesn't... I'm not in the restaurant. I'm outside. What do you mean I can't smoke? This is a smoke-free establishment, sir. You're fucking insane. What is wrong with... That You're... person got me, sir. I will notify the police. What do you mean you're calling the cops? Uh, we gotta go. I'm having a cigarette, Pull my own. Off, fu- uh, yes, sir. No, I, I'm in my car. The police are on their way, sir. Have oh, a, yes, thank you. Have uh, a nice day. Oh. What the fuck? Oh. Uh, all been there. Get the fuck out of here. Are you fucking serious? I'm not what that shit your car just did is. Hey, fuck you. I'm on probation like a motherfucker, man. Oh, hell no. Here these motherfuckers gone, man. Damn, man. Look, just chill out, man. Just chill out. I know how to talk to these motherfuckers, man. Hold up. Uh, yeah, what seems to be the problem? Yes, the problem, officer, is that the man inside of the restaurant has called you because I am smoking in the drive. Out of the car! Get out of what? the car and hey. on the ground what right the... now. Pass hey, man, I'm... keep your hands where I can see them. I was just smoking a goddamn cigarette in the drive-thru, man. Alone, this is some man. bullshit. Get out alone. of the car. Smoking in a drive-thru is illegal. It's not illegal. What are you talking about? Oh, I was outside. Man. Hey, as far as I'm concerned... Out of the car and on the ground. I'm on the ground. What the fuck is wrong with you? We, we need hey, man, what? Hey, what you, hey, hold on, man. God damn it, Marcus. Quit rubbing on me. Hey, what? Hold on, get off of me, man. Leave alone. Oh, my God. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>